We're back. Back in the half-cast groove. We're back. Back in the half-cast groove. Welcome back. 96 episodes in. We're almost to 100. Will we make it before the new year? That is the question. <coughs> Holy smokes. That wasn't meant to happen. Sorry about that, you guys. I uh, <laughs> I think I got a little excited with my singing. And... Uh, and the saliva built up, making me uh, hack in your ear. Apologize about that. I don't know if I'm going to leave that in. <laughs> that was pretty gnarly. Um, sorry about that, but this is episode 96 of the Hoffcast. It is November 5th? Oh, man. Last two months, the... The 2021 is coming to a rapid close, and and I am going full steam ahead. Super busy. Um, that's why, well, that's not why. Here I am. I'm going to attempt to lie to you guys <laughs> about why uh, we don't have an episode coming out week after week. Um, but you know. You know the score. You knew what this was. Don't. Neither of us have to lie to each other about what this relationship is. This is a... Um, you know, once every ten-ish days, uh, we get a new <laughs> we get a new chance to reconnect and reconvene. Uh, depending on what's happened in the world and how and how much time I had to sit down without kids climbing on top of me and um, and all that. So um, when I'm not hacking and cheesing out of my uh, out of my gullet, um, so. A lot's going on. Number one, I want to keep you guys updated. Uh, the the special is, oh, I think it's like 99% there. And then once that, you know, it, it has to go through mixing. And then it, it like once that's done, then it's like a three-month, like once they have everything delivered, then it's a three-month wait period. So we're looking at we're looking at February for release on the Nick Hoff special, which does not yet at this time have a name, although I have a, a list compiled of what I think would be good. Um, so if any of you have uh, suggestions for for my comedy special, let me know what that would be. Um, in the meantime, I'm going to be over here just uh, counting my shekels. <laughs> I, I hesitate to tell you guys this because there's a part of it that there's a huge stigma that comes with uh, investing in cryptocurrency. And... Um, you know, I don't do a lot of investing. I don't. I, I have my IRA, which is something as an independent contractor, you got to have some form of retirement. So thankful to my parents who taught me that because school didn't teach me that. College, even though I went to business school, it didn't teach me that. Like, this is all stuff that <clears throat> when I talk to my comedy buddies and I ask them, you know, what what do you have planned for retirement? Most of them say, I have nothing planned. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. Uh, most of us, you know, uh, don't know what the heck we're doing. Luckily, luckily, I had a little bit of guidance in that in that department. So uh, I've been doing an IRA for a while. Both my wife and I do one because uh, she doesn't get one. And uh, she doesn't get like a 401k. Like a lot of you cushy jobbers, a lot, a lot of you people that have a have a uh, bi-weekly paycheck that they count on, then they know exactly how much it's going to be. Old Daddy Hoff, he doesn't know <laughs> what's going on. And I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. Like, uh, I think 99% of people find it comforting to know where their next paycheck is coming from and, and what the number on that check is going to be. Now, that 
is not comforting to me. That is scary to me because then there's this ceiling, right? I think if I had if I had like a business job, a sales job or something, I would have to be one of those people that was put on a on a limitless commission because I don't think I could, you know, I'd get to the I'd get to the threshold and then just be like, well, "What's the point? What's the point?" That's the, I don't understand uh companies that have thresholds on commission. It's like, "How do you want me to get to that line?" And then stop because that is what I'll do. It, oh, you want me to keep going? Well, then keep paying me for that amount. Like, don't don't put this threshold on it. Uh, keep it going because that's guys. I have I have so many weeks where my paycheck is just abysmal. It's it's disappointing. It's horrendous. I look at it and I go, oh man. And by the way, when I say look at it, it doesn't exist. <laughs> that's how horrendous. Okay, there are weeks where I guess I guess I have, you know, some passive streams of income through like record sales and and uh, streaming and all that. Um so they, I guess it's not zero, but that's not a physical check that I see on a, you know, on a frequent basis. So, you know, there are weeks where you go, "Oof, oof. That that wasn't much." And uh <laughs> and then there are weeks where you're like, "Oh, that was really good." Um and I feel like I'm part of the 1% of the population that would prefer it that way. Like, I don't want to feel like there's a ceiling there where, you know, I've got to ask for a raise or something like that. There's something very, uh, it makes me uncomfortable to even think about it. I mean, I've had those jobs before and you don't, at least I, there's not that carrot dangled in front of me. I guess for me though, it was always, it was always, this is not long-term. I was always using those jobs as a means to an end. And if you, and honestly, if you checked, uh, you know, the emails I was sending to bookers and um, and the things I was doing while sitting there, uh, you know, you you could see it. It wasn't it wasn't a uh, a question mark on anybody's mind that um, saw what I was doing. By the way, I was a good employee. Like I did what was required of me, and I even, you know, I even feel like I did it well. And uh, above and beyond, although there were times where they're like, hey, we we need this. And I'd be like, I'll do it. And I knew they needed it by Friday. So if you tell me, hey, I need something by Friday, will you do it? I'll say yes. And and this is, by the way, this is something that Sarah hates about me as well. Oh, geez, we got a we got a call here. Hold on. All right. Sorry about that. Uh, the mom was calling. <laughs> um and it may it, it was probably good that she called because it made me realize that I've I've like reverted reverted diverted like seven times here trying to get to a point now let me finish what I was saying so uh you know Sarah is also upset with my timeline she'll say hey will you take out the trash sure you got it and when she says that she's saying hey jackass take out the trash right now <laughs> uh and in my head I hear Hey, at some point over the next few days, will you, will you do me a favor and take out the trash? And I'm like, yeah, that's not a problem. You know, at some point I'll be passing the trash and I'll think, okay, I'll throw on my shoes and go outside and throw that out. Um, and if I if I really thought, okay, she means now, but in my head it's like, well, it doesn't need to go out now. It's not like it's spilling over the brim and it's uncontrolled and she ha- has to keep throwing things away. So I'm thinking, why would I stop? immediately a person that by the way just talking to me distracted me out of doing whatever i was doing now i may not have been on task at the 
at that moment. But if I was, you saying that to me just torched me. And you guys can tell this by, by how many times I've gotten off topic here. This whole thing started by talking about investing in cryptocurrency. And then we went just like down this rabbit hole. And uh, here we are, <laughs> you know, taking out the trash at my leisure. So I did put a little bit of money in cryptocurrency a few months ago because I was sick and tired of uh, hearing about it. And sometimes when I hear about something, I just have to, like, address it. And so that's what I did. And people were, you know, getting rich on Bitcoin and Ethereum and Dogecoin and everything. And finally, I was like, you know what? I, if I just put a little bit of money on it, I can stop worrying about it. I'm like, listen, I, I, I put something in. I, I, I put it to work for me. And it doesn't matter. And by the way, it's like gambling, okay? Cryptocurrency, for the most part, you got a few that are up there, but it's so volatile that it's gambling, which is a dangerous thing. That's why I've avoided the gambling apps that may one day advertise on this podcast. I, I have avoided them because how dangerous to just sit there and hold that in your hand where you're like, I could gamble right now. There's always there's always sports going on. You know, you could you could find a polo match in Dubai that you just want to throw 20 bucks at. Like, there's always something happening. The horse races all over the world. Uh, things that you can gamble on. Um, so I, I don't want to have that on my phone. I don't want to have access to that, but I did get a little uh, cryptocurrency, which is super dangerous because I believe... Did I have to attach? No, I, I think I did. I think it goes from your bank, so that, at least that's better. I was thinking for a second that they took credit card, and what a, what a turd on fire that would be as if they were like, yeah, just go ahead and uh, just buy some Bitcoin on credit, big guy. <laughs> um. So I did that, and I bought I bought a little bit of the big boys. I bought a little bit of Bitcoin, a little bit of Ethereum, and um, I think there was one more. Oh, Cardano, which is supposed to be like an offshoot of Ethereum or whatever. I didn't. I've read about them a lot, but I was like, let me get into it. And Bitcoin, from my understanding, they're looking at it like. Uh, you know, like a new gold, like a digital gold, like they're only X amount, but they're saying is better than gold because there are only 21 million Bitcoins out there. And I don't believe they're mining anymore. Uh, are more Bitcoins being created? Uh, let's see. Bitcoin is limited to 21 million. However, the way its source code is written, there can be no more Bitcoin produced once 21 million coins are in the system. So right now, the way the mining system is set up, that means the final Bitcoin won't be mined until about 2140. Okay, so there aren't 21 million Bitcoins out there, but that's the that's the top. And as I understand it, they get harder and harder to mine um, as it goes. So it looks like it's another uh, 19 years before the final one is mined, and that final one will be the 21 millionth coin. So it doesn't get any bigger, and that's why they're saying it's better than gold. Um, because, well, I mean, you look at it, I think I've said this before, like gold in itself is, you know, its value is like maybe to clunk somebody over the head with it. Um, but Bitcoin, you know, you can't physically touch it, but, you know, it's kind of the same way. There's perceived value in it, and that's why it's a hedge against inflation because you can put your money there, and even though it's highly volatile, it's like... Um, you know, there aren't any more being created after 21 million, and it can be a way to store uh, money, eh, sort of. Anyway, 
um, that's if the whole system doesn't fall apart. And if the whole system falls apart, we're all goners anyway. Like if you uh, go back to like where your currency is worth nothing and it's just gold, like get out of town. Bullets are king. Um, so I put a little bit of that, and then I put uh, uh, just a tiny bit in this coin called Shiba Inu, which is the like little cousin of Dogecoin, which is a a stupid cryptocurrency. But these things like you know they become part of the zeitgeist. They become uh, popular just uh, based on being popular, which is people say well what's that worth well guess what that's what our society values right now i mean what is the value of someone like kim kardashian to society in terms of uh, entertainment and and uh tiktok stars and all that like these people are just like being fabricated out of thin air they're just famous for being famous i mean it started with paris hilton or whatever and probably there are examples of this like way back like the rockefellers and the kennedys and all that like that's just what our society gloms onto. So these are no different than that. You can't deny that they are worth something because people are willing to pay for them. And so this Shiba coin is not even worth a penny, right? It's it's like point zero 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 five or something like that. So you can buy millions of them for very little money. And um and so I was like, you know what, just on the off chance that this thing blows up, let me go ahead and just put a little money on it because I don't want to be sitting there holding my hat when all these people are becoming, you know, you hear about the Dogecoin millionaires and the Bitcoin millionaires. I didn't want to be like the guy. I was like, okay, this is me going to Vegas. This is me going to Vegas and putting $100 on black. That's what this is me doing. And okay, so what? I had to sit at my desk to do it. That's fine. So I did that. And it like went down for a bit, and I was like, eh, "Whatever, you know, it's fine." It's like I'm getting milked at the blackjack table. It's a, a certain level of entertainment there. Um, and then it went up. It went up quite a bit, and it's down off its recent like peak. Um, for a minute there, like shot way up, but it's still better than it was. And there's that one guy. There's that they're calling him a Sheba whale. And uh, a year ago. He put like when it was point when there were more zeros in front of the first digit, it was point zero 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 whatever. He put eight thousand dollars in. I don't know if you guys have read this news story. Some guy they don't even know who he is. Uh, could be a her. Uh, could be a they. Who knows? Um, they, her, he, it put eight thousand dollars on this Shiba Inu coin. And then just let it sit there. And, you know, first of all, you say, okay, well, this guy's not this, they, whatever. For for all intents and purposes, we're going to call, let's call her. Uh, she She's doing fine. Anyway, if you have $8,000 to put on a BS coin, then you're doing all right, okay? If you if you're you're at the high rollers table in Vegas, okay? If you're willing to just put $8,000 on this thing, on this long shot, then fine. But like a thousand, it was like um, a year ago they did this, and uh, and then when it hit that spike, people were noticing. Oh, somebody owns a whole ton of these. Who owns this many of them? And it was this wallet. That's what they call it. Like in the, in the crypto world, like it goes into your the digital wallet. And there's this wallet that was just sitting there, uh, doing nothing, just with all this Shiba Inu in it, and. Do you guys know how much $8,000 in Shiba was worth just a few days ago? 
that $8,000 investment was worth $5.7 billion, with a B, billion dollars. So, so this person put $8,000 down and made $5.7 billion. And then after a few days of it being up that high, they rea- she reactivated her wallet and uh, sold like $2.9 billion of it. So overnight, like a billionaire because it just like went up exponentially and you're going, oh, why did I not put $8,000 in it? I would be, I'd be sitting pretty heavy. This, this podcast would have a different tone right now and probably a tone that y'all would hate, but I'd pay you to listen. Uh, <laughs> I can't imagine over 8000 to $5 billion. So it was probably already a rich person, but she's now way richer. And uh, and so I, I'm not in any position like that. But, you know, you make a couple hundred bucks and you feel you feel OK about it. So anyway, I just thought that was wild that somebody went from 8K to 5.7 billion uh, in under a year. Like pretty good uh, return on your money. Just a good ROI. And part of me feels like I'm disappointed that I didn't get in on that action early enough, didn't put enough skin in the game, but, you know, you can't look back and cry over spilled milk. You got to look forward. Somebody recent, I heard somebody recently say, you know, you got you to take control. You got to write everything down that you want to happen, write everything down that you want to happen on a piece of paper, and then cross out the things that you can't control and start tackling the others. And I thought that was, that's a simple way. And, of course, when you sit down and think about it, but unless you say that out loud, then you don't really, you know, you look at the whole situation you think, well, this feels insurmountable. I That's way too much on the list. I find that if I baby step it, if I take, go back all the way to what about Bob? Baby steps into the elevator, baby steps out the door, you know, that makes things more manageable. And I don't think I'm as messed up as Bob. Bill Murray in the classic 80s comedy, but uh, there's something about my brain and the way it works is if I see a mountain, I'll say, that thing's too big to climb. No, I'll look at it and I'll say, I can climb that. I'll climb it tomorrow. (laughs) It's it's like the trash. We're going back. It's it's like the trash where I think, yeah, yeah, I'd do it. I could do that. And then, I, you know, on my own time, <laughs> we'll see. But if I say, hey, let's just get up to that first, like, plateau right there. Let us let me see if I can get there. And then I'm up, and I'm like, oh, it's a pain in the ass to climb back down. You know, I'm, I know I'm going to try and get all the way up this. I might as well just keep going. And then you keep going. And then you keep going, and eventually you reach the top, and then you can stop and take a look around. But uh, you can't you can't get to the top. It's like, um, what's that uh, classic uh, booze bag thing? You can't can't be drunk all day if you don't start in the morning or if you want to bring it to golf you can't birdie every hole if you don't birdie the first it's kind of like that gotta start small and eventually the you know bigger picture will come into focus one brick at a time and that's what i tell myself all the time but you know it's it's hard to put into practice it's just like this podcast it it, the whole thing comes down to this podcast like i look at it and i say okay there are a bunch of things that have to happen for this podcast to go out every week number one i have to have life experiences there's something has to happen for me to talk about otherwise i just wait i don't feel like wasting everyone's time i don't want to waste my time i certainly don't want to waste your time uh, so something has to happen that I feel is worthy to be talked about. Um, <laughs> sometimes you sit so there, you go, really? And this is what you chose, huh? 
this is uh this is the the way the way you chose to live um yeah yeah it is and so something's got to happen then i got to I, I here's here's my process then i have to like put these these things that are happening down into some palatable i don't sit there and write them out you know this is much more of uh just a stream of consciousness podcast i'm just kind of talking out loud trying to figure things out as i go some things i have thoughts on some of them i'm just i put out into the ether out out to you all and see, and a lot of times you guys come back and surprise me, and I think, oh, man, you guys are so much smarter than me. you got to figure it out. But, you know, behind the scenes, who knows what's going on in your lives either. You may have, you may be able to one moment spit some some fountain of knowledge, and then in the you know next moment you don't know what the heck you're doing. So we all scr- scratch each other's backs, and, uh, and we move forward as a society. Um, I have no idea where. The, oh, my process. So, so I, I I usually write down like three or four things that I'm like these are topics that you know are relevant things that happen to you. Let's let's talk about that. So that has to happen. So these are now life has to be lived. That's much more amorphous, right? That's much more kind of just you got to take it as it comes. But but also if you carry around a notebook, life is always happening. There's always something going on that's worth talking about, but you got to be able to have the like uh, mental fortitude to write that down. Like this happened to me today, and and when I'm in the like I'm always in the mood to do that for stand up. But a lot of this that I'm talking about doesn't really translate to stand up. You know, this is a 30 minute podcast. How many times have you laughed? Four times. Uh, I'm trying to be uh, insightful. Uh, thought-provoking and entertaining all at the same time. And if I could just hit one of those, you know, that that works. That works, you know? Um, I hit one, you know, in the first 10 minutes. I'll hit another one in the second 10. We'll we'll get the trifecta in the third. And uh, I think we can all be sound as a pound with that. So that has to happen. And then I, I write the things down. I organize, you know, my thoughts. And then I have to, you know, get the podcast equipment uh set up in the proper way which i i've got a lot easier now that i got this microphone arm bar uh helps me because the mic's just always right there i just have to grab it so that's a step in the right direction um and then i have to record this which means you have to have at least i have to do at least a half an hour um and so i gotta have that chunk of time where i'm not going to be interrupted nonstop. so I, i gotta have that and by the way i don't know if you can tell but I've already been interrupted twice. The first one you knew about, I got a got a FaceTime call from mom, and the second one I had to go pick up the kids. And I came back, tried to integrate it seamlessly, but we'll see. You guys might have been like, "Wow, his voice just made an audible shift from uh, from depressed to excited, or vice versa." I don't know what the uh, what it was, what my tone conveyed. But if you heard like a weird little moment there, you wouldn't have known it from the editing because it's just a pause button on my recorder. But uh, yeah. So that's already happened twice. So I have to have the time to do it. And then from there, it has to go through a a program where you put the heads and tails. You put the opening doom, doom, bip song that we know and love. Or maybe you're all sick of it and you just hit the, you know, fast forward 15 seconds on your on your podcast player. You're like, I don't need to hear that. I don't need to hear the doom, doom, bip. So maybe I got to switch it around. So I'm going to switch it around for this one. I always do that at the end. So uh, you'll have noticed that uh, the the Doom Doom Bip was placed in a different part. And and maybe some episodes I can just completely do away with it. And then I like to put something at the end, and if I need to edit something out, which rarely happens, but occasionally, occasionally something will go down, and I'll be like, eh, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> and then get rid of it. 
One day I'll figure out where, where to put all those things. All those things that had to be like taken out. We'll, we'll put like uh, we'll do it on a Patreon or a Discord or something like that. Uh, so you guys can get a little bit of behind the scenes entertainment. Um, and then I have to uh, export that at a certain rate. I gotta post it. I gotta I gotta post it to the server. I gotta post it to my website, which then sends it out. Uh, there's a whole rigmarole. It's like it's a commitment to do this but if i just look at it at one thing at a time if i say okay let's organize my thoughts on paper once that's done that's like the heavy lifting right and then you just go out and you record and and do the back end stuff and that all doesn't take too long and once it's recorded it's like let's get it out before something in the world happens and they're like why are you putting out a podcast that didn't address the fact that we're in World War 3 and we are obviously 3 days in a World War 3 why would you not have addressed it. So I don't want to, you know, it's it's most timely right at this moment. So I want to get it out there for everyone. Um, and uh, I, I've got a bunch of shows in Los Angeles, been doing more shows here. Um, a lot still on the road, but uh, since I'm working out all this new material, um, and I, <laughs> I had a show in uh, Playa del Rey, which is just a few miles from here last night, and uh, some of Sarah's friends showed up, and and they're my friends too. But the uh, the the gal was Sarah's friend first, and she brought her husband, and they had never seen they they get they made friends during the pandemic, and so now that everybody's kind of poking their head back out through the hole, uh, just you know, a little prairie dog, and just like, is everything okay? Is there a rattler around called COVID? Uh, is it safe to come out and play? And so, uh, you know, some people have come out to see comedy over the last few months. And uh, so her friend and her husband came to my show. And uh, and then this morning she was like, how how'd it go? I was like, oh, I, you know, I had fun. And uh, she was like, what jokes did you do? <laughs> and I told her, I mostly knew. I, I think I only did one old joke and the rest were new. She's like, damn it, Nick, my friends don't know that you're funny. You go out there and then you all you do is your, your new crappy jokes. I'm like, hey, I think it went fine. I think it, you know everybody appreciates that they see they see the artistry behind it. Stand up's one of those things that you don't need to like go see the final painting. Like you can see the final work in 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 the form of a special. You can see it on online streaming somewhere, or you can buy the DVD if that's something you still do, or or, or the digital download, whatever. That's that's the stand-up in the museum. That's it in the Louvre or the Smithsonian. But people are also interested in you know how the sausage is made. Let's see this thing in a rough form. Let's let's go to the preview. Let's go uh, let's go see it in its in its rawest. And when it's not quite worked out, oh maybe he'll say something that'll get him canceled. Boy, wouldn't that be fun? Um, you know, I, that's part of the beauty of stand-up. So that's what I did, and that's what I do at Los Angeles shows, you know? It's not it's not about being overly polished. It's it's about seeing the brain function, seeing how things work. Wow, what's how's sh- open it up and show me the inside of the clock. Don't tell me what time it is. That I want to see the gears shifting in there. That's what I want to see. That's what people are interested in right now. Uh, in terms of stand-up. Yes, yes, it still needs to be funny. Like, it still needs to be ticking, if I'm going to continue this clock analogy. Uh, it still needs to be ticking. Like, nobody wants to see the inner workings of something that sucks. Uh, but, it, you know, show me the inner workings, and I'll say, ah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I can see how if you tighten that knob right there, it might, uh, might be really something, or I like where this is headed. Yeah, I can't wait to see the end. Um, and that's what we're doing, okay? That's what we're doing. You, see, you get to see the, the rough draft, which is part of the fun. And so Sarah, <laughs> Sarah's kind of pissed at me for doing that, but I'm not going to sit up there and regurgitate old crap that I know works. Like, they're fun jokes, and I had fun telling them, but, you know, I got to keep it, keep it new and keep it fresh and develop new. Otherwise, yeah, that's why bands break up, right? That's why major bands with huge hits break up, because they're sick and tired of playing the same old song together. They feel compelled to do something new. And and maybe you created that giant hit when you and all your bandmates were on the same wavelength. They were all, you know, in the same stage of life and all thinking the same thing. And you were riding in, in bands together, going from hell gig to hell gig. And so you were all in the same place. But then you had the hit. And one guy wanted to buy a Ferrari. The other guy met a girl and settled down, pumped out a couple of kids. Then you go back into the studio like, we've got to write something. And the one guy's like, I-, I got some electric heavy metal thing that I've been working on. And the other guy's like, I got a love song. And the third dude's like, yeah, you know, we're just going to go with a-, a song full of silence. That's what I'm into. I'm into transcendental med- meditation, a little, uh, a little TM. And and then they get in an argument and they fight and they say I hate you. you pretentious out there with that driving around that Ferrari. You're you're 43 years old. Who do you think you are? Some teenager driving around that hot rod car. And the other guys, yeah, I hate your wife. She's a gold digger. I can't stand her. Your kid's snot nosed. Every time I come over to your house, you want me to hold him. I don't want to hold your little crappy kid. I don't care about him. Don't love him. Never did. Don't love you. By the way. And the third guy's like, can't we all just get along? And they all both look at him and say, shut up. Shut up, David. You're the worst one here. You're the talentless drummer. I don't care. Anybody can beat on a thing and and keep time. I don't give a dang what you think. We're up here. We're the front men. We're, We're playing the guitar. You sit back there and shut your mouth, you TM turd. And they all say, you know what? This isn't working. This isn't working. I'm going out and I'm I'm going solo. I'm going solo, but that's what stand-up comics are. They're all solo artists, so they're out there by themselves. So you can take it any direction you want, and that's the exciting part. And you know, the audience might be like, "Play the hits." You're like, "No, I wrote something new, and <laughs> I'm gonna play it for you. I don't care if you want that old crap. Here we go." And you either grow or die, right? You either people either attach themselves to the new you. Or they say I liked him better the way he was before. I'll just uh, I'll just keep that CD on the on the shuffle, and uh, I'll ignore his new stuff. And uh, that's what happens. But the people that have longevity, the people that have long sustaining great careers, are the people that can grow, and their audience grows with them. So that's what I'm trying to do. And if the last five minutes of this podcast became pretentious, then you can let me know that. Be like Hoff. I know you don't have a Ferrari, but what the hell were you talking about right now? I don't want to hear that crap. And uh, I'll listen, or I won't. Who knows? But uh, send me a message if you got something to say to me. Uh, pretty easy to find on social media. If you haven't yet rated the podcast, given it a review, go ahead and do that. That helps. You know, we're constantly uh, finding new people that, that come out to shows online or find out about the podcast some other way. So we're constantly uh, bringing in new. So if you haven't done that, go ahead and do that. Tell a friend about the podcast. Hit me up online. You know, help me share my stuff. Get it out to more people. And uh, I love you. 
I love you, and I hope you're having a great week. Have a great weekend moving forward. And, uh, guys, only uh, only four more episodes till we're at 100, so buckle up. It's coming. And until then, doom, doom, bip. My kid just walked in. Neil, let him hear the doom, doom, bip. Doom, doom, bip. Doom, doom, bip. This is the Hawkeye. Booyah. Doom, doom, bip. Doom, doom, bip.